G'day guys, hope we are all kicking ass, taking names. It is the coach here, hope you are rolling lots of sixes. And I've been waiting for this episode for a long time because I thought if any army in Broken Realms Marathi was going to get an FAQ change and I had to hold off list talking, it was the Stormcast. And lo and behold, we got our FAQ. I'm not going to dwell on it. If you want to know FAQ stuff, go watch the video. But more importantly, I want to talk Stormcast Eternals. I am pleasured on a Saturday night. Oh, God. I'm th I'm th th thankfully, we don't have Pat on the line here. But we do have <laughs> we ha do have the overlord, uh, Joel McGrath himself. Joe, Joel is a – I called you Joe for some reason. Uh, Joel is uh, is uh, an amazing competitive player, has played at the Australian Masters, uh, is a consistent podium player when it comes to match play events. And I thought, uh, based on your experience, you would be a wonderful person to talk to me about the wonders of Broken Rooms and Marathi. Um, but g'day, g'day, g'day. G'day, mother, mothers and fathers. <laughs> I, had to, I had to correct myself there for a sec. Uh, thanks for having me on, Coach. It's great to be here again. Uh, yeah, really looking forward to talking about Stormcast. So let's get uh, on. I love it. I love it. And hello, everyone in the chat and the mighty the, the mighty DMT saying Joe doesn't know uh, nothing about Stormcast. Yep, Joe, Joe, Joe. Um, and the and the slight to Pat was I love Pat. Yeah, he's amazing. But he would have taken what I said and just run with it for the for five minutes. And if you don't know what I'm talking about. Go see uh, our faction focus with Corn because I'm surprised <laughs> he didn't demonetize my channel uh, uh, at that point. But uh, Joel, again, I mentioned, you know, very, very competitive player, always at the podium, uh, podcast host, or I guess co host of Bush Radio. Uh, you got an event coming up pretty soon that I'm going to be attending. But let's talk this army. Let's talk Stormcast because this is an interesting one. And before we started, the chat was talking about, you know, old Stormcast and they're like, oh, you know, old Stormcast doesn't get a lot of love. But ironically enough, in, in my opinion, just on how, how I looked at Broken Realms Marathi, uh, old Stormcast got a lot of, a lot of first edition Stormcast seems to have a, like a bit of a renaissance. Have you, is that how you're kind of seeing Broken Realms Marathi? Uh, a bit, yeah. It's definitely a blast from the past. Uh, I actually made my debut onto the Australian uh, tournament scene at CanCon back when Vanguard Wing was a thing. And uh, old naive me didn't even realise that it was like being sort of listed at the time. So took that, got flying in blind and, uh, yeah, things happened to Vanguard Wing. But then uh, now we're here a couple of years later and couldn't be more excited, really. It's great to get the Liberators back on the table. And when I talk old old Stormcast, I'm talking about like OG 2016, 2017, the guys who are opening up the realm gates, our prosecutors, our liberators, our judicators, our uh, Lord Celest Celestine on the Dracoth, um, like OG. We're not talking about your little wizardy Stormcast. We're not talking about the little knight in Cantor. We're talking OG Stormcast. Yeah, first, um, Sigma Starterbox. <laughs> those little monotos like little hammer and shield but um they were like like i, I remember reading the rules for broken rooms marathi and i was just blown away and i'm like libs are back i remember playing a game of blood and glory where a unit of 30 stormcast liberators dropped in my line they were uh staunch defended 
they they just wouldn't go for like five rounds like my poor free people at the time didn't even have cities of sigma like this is before cities of sigma but there was yeah. this time where liberators just absolutely wrecked the meta prosecutors i remember welfare chris welfare and i think it was tim mcdivitt at the first masters before you guys had jumped into the scene uh round five it was uh warrior brotherhood versus warrior brotherhood and i just sat there i think with dan say it was like hum it was basically like dwarves versus empire and like they were behind us and i just laughed our ass off at them we're like you guys deserve each other <laughs> yeah that's right uh but okay all right we, we kind of I'm, I'm, look i'm excited to see liberators back um and there's some cool rules and i thought i, I thought you know i'd love to hear your thoughts in a minute but it was very different. Like when I looked at the Stormkeep rules, so I guess for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about here, Broken Realms is a book that came out in November 2020 approximately. Uh, it's a story arc. It's a, a progression of the story in Age of Sigma. Uh, it's the first of the narrative. And inside the book, there was also some additional rules for uh, Daughters of Cain, for Iden the Deepkin, Stormcast, two Cities of Sigmar uh, builds, as well as a Slaves to Darkness build. So uh, we had some additional rules in there, and the Stormcast one were a little bit different. The Stormcast got some rules that kind of almost override your allegiance rules. Um, mm -hmm. So it's almost like you don't get to choose both. You get to choose one or the other, and I thought that was quite interesting. Joel, what was your initial take with the Broken Realms Marathi Stormcast uh, I, I guess the rules or like what it was bringing to the table. Yeah, it was really good to see more than just one allegiance ability for the army. Uh, when, when you when it, when it comes down to it, uh, Stormcast only have one, like in their battle tome, which is just the the deep strike uh, sign, storm, whatever it is. And um, yeah, so it was good to actually have a few different rules. And then sure, you lose the teleport, but then you can add in free city units and. It's just really cool. It really spices up the faction and just gives you a heap more options when it comes to list building. So I was really pleased to see it. Yeah, so the Scions of the Storm, which people know you put one model, uh, one unit in the sky for every one on the table, and then when they come down, it was at minus one to hit and minus one bravery or something. Um, those rules you can choose to ignore and instead get a bunch of different rules. So, uh, and Joel, Joel is going to take us through, I guess, the rules in a minute, um, as well as maybe some builds. And, and and I think the good thing as well, guys, is that while you might lose those things called Scion the Storm and things like that, you do still get to keep your uh, Anvils of Helven Hammer, you know, your, your Hammers of Sigma. Those types of sub-allegiance rules still stay. The artifacts still stay. Uh, you don't lose anything other than your little drop from the sky, and you know your little minus one and people are giving me grief by the way that i'm wearing the singlet despite it being 32 degrees at 8 30 p.m so yeah. get off my back get off my back <laughs> i don't normally wear singlets on bar but it's it's now currently in summer in australia and it's hot so i'm screw you <laughs> joel's like no comment all right let's no. get into Joel's being on his best behavior, being on my podcast. Go listen to uh, to to Bush Radio. Go jump on the podcast later, and uh, and you, you'll see the roles reversed. But yeah, definitely Joel, uh, eighteen plus adults only. Uh, 
like it's, it needs like the old AO uh, adults only label. But talk me through what you get. So we're going to sacrifice the the the, the sub the, the the allegiance rule for Stormcast. So we're not going to be able to get our dropping from the sky rules. But what we do get is the Stormhost rules. Uh, and and although also by the way, this was slightly FAQ'd uh, in January. So um, just as an FYI, there's a go go check that out. But talk to yep. me about the Stormhost. What what is the Stormhost, and how is it different to your previous builds? And what are some of the considerations that you bring uh, to your army that maybe you weren't thinking about pre Broken Realms of Marathi? Well, the um, sorry, the the Stormhost part that's just like your yeah, hammers of Sigma and all that. So all that still gets ported over. Um, yeah, it's just. Uh, so you still Sorry. get your Hammer of Sigma, your Hallowed, your Hallowed Knight, you still yep. get your Celestial Vindicator. So basically all that stuff remains same, but it's the Scions of the Storm and what's it called? What's the minus one to hit rule? It's the... I think that's still in that. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the Shock and Awe, sorry. The sh oh, yeah. Yeah, so you lose Shock and Awe and Scions of the Storm, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, but you do but... get the Shield of C Civilization. Yeah, which is really awesome because uh, those liberators we were just talking about before uh, get really good with this rule. So um, they give plus one bravery to all uh, other units that are within 12 of them, uh, which is awesome. And uh, they also get plus one to hit and save if they don't move in the movement phase. So you can still charge, you can still pile in, you just can't move in the movement phase. And, um, yeah, they're now rocking three up saves, re-rolling ones and hitting on threes normally, so really good battle on for 90 points <laughs> so what you're going to get is you're going to get your shield of civilization which is adding one to the bravery characteristic of friendly stormcast eternals when they're wholly within 12 inches of a friendly liberator uh and some people might go well why am i taking liberators you'll start to see when we get to the battalions uh and maybe as we get to more of these rules why liberators are kind of being promoted as opposed to sequiturs and some of the other battle line roles Cool, nothing else. Uh, you've also got your, your mortal uh, auxiliaries, which are one in four storm. So, so one in every four of the units in your Stormkeep army can be Cities of Sigma. Uh, add one to the bravery characteristic when they're wholly within 12 inches of a Liberator unit. Uh, and yeah, so I think that got changed. Did that last bit got changed? Uh, uh, no, no, they get plus one bravery as well, the Liberators. That's, yeah, sorry, I was uh, jumping ahead. <laughs> yeah, so plus, plus could, one bravery, and then everything else is plus one bravery around them. And then in addition, when you pick a unit to benefit from the storm, so the, the commander's ability from Battle Tome Stormcast Eternal, treat them as if they had the Stormcast keyword. So you could buff a Cities of Sigmar unit that was brought in one in four. It's not an ally. Um, you can't make it your general, so you can't bring in a free guild general. You can't you know, bring that tax down. But you can bring in one in four storm cars. So one one in four cities of Sigma, which um, potentially is quite cool. I imagine it brings in some cheap screens. It could bring in a wizard. It could bring in uh, a nice little combat monster that isn't uh, a Star Drake. Uh, what are your thoughts initially on maybe some of the the allies or the things that you'd want to bring in from cities? Yeah. So one thing that Stormcast have always fundamentally uh, well, never had is bodies. So mm. it's just really good to be able to get, uh, yeah, as you're saying, the screens or big blocks of 40 free guard, for example, or 
uh, big unit of long beards or whatever just to just to bolster your force up and have a bit more board presence. Um, Stormcast, in a nutshell, is a very elite army. So, yeah, it's always good just to have the extra bits and pieces in there uh, just to sort of keep on the board. Yeah, it, it brings a lot of interesting builds, and um, we'll get to two of your builds in a minute. But, you know, if you are a big fan of the Frost Phoenix, for example, and give yourself a minus one to Wound Aura, uh, the Fire Phoenix, and, you know, when that dies on a 4+, plus, it comes back to life at full wounds. It could be, as you mentioned, you know, a unit of uh, of Iron Drakes or Handgunners or Crossbowmen or Free Guild Guard. It could be uh, a Hurricanum or a Luminarch. Uh, there's just so many. Like, Cities of Sigma is just as big as Stormcast, so it really does unlock a lot of builds. But I think the key, though, is that... Um, you don't get this the stormcast or you're not going to get the the hammers of sigma keyword for example so it does the yeah. synergies aren't as strong as when cities of sigma brings in a stormcast unit because they do get tempest eye hallow heart they it, it works the other way but it doesn't work with cities coming into stormcast yeah so a good example of the way that it works is um uh, what are the uh shooting dwarf unit Cool. Uh, iron drakes iron drakes yeah. yeah so people when they originally read this they thought that they could uh double tap iron drakes with the uh ability uh you can't do that uh however you can give them say off the lord salison on foot he has a nice little command ability which is plus one to hit so you can put that onto say a unit of hammerers for example now they're hitting on twos or whatever so you know uh, yeah it's only off the war scrolls, not off the uh, extra allegiance stuff layered on. So. Yeah, so do keep an eye out for your keywords, especially when you're looking at cities. So you won't find as many synergies as you would find, again, as I mentioned, the reverse. Um, yeah. But overall, I think it's really cool, especially the cheap screens, whether it's flagellants that are dirt cheap, the free guild guard are dirt cheap. Uh, there's a couple of very cheap battle line roles uh, that are available, or even just troops in general that have some screens. Yeah, again, uh, having free guild guard as battle line in a stormcast list is just really cool. It, uh, they're the cheapest, so it frees you up another ten points, and yeah, more bodies, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like just to have a screen, even to you know, uh, to, to to block your bodies. Uh, you also going to get a whole bunch of battalions. Um, no, 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 you get three battalions uh, on the first page. You get the Warden of the Stormkeep. You get the Storm Tower Garrison as well as the Stormkeep Patrol. You also get a Mega Battalion as well as what is essentially a named character. Uh, Van Brex got a battalion. So there's five, well, four kind of battalions you kind of get. Uh, the Mega Battalion's usually a bit hard to run. But what are your thoughts on the battalions? I, when I was looking over them, there was at least two that I really liked, possibly three. Um, and I know, again, we're going to talk about some of your lists and see what you've brought in and how you've built it. But what was your overall observation of the of the battalions? Um, really unique, uh, really fulfilling of the army. So it takes up a large portion, which is always what you want if you're running a battalion. And, um, yeah, just sort of really flexible and have some cool rules, really. Uh, yeah, I, I was really happy to see them because uh, I think it was the Battle Tome previous to uh, the current one had a lot of really unique and uh, sort of mixed uh, uh, battalions for Stormcast. So they had like a Star Drake with Prosecutors and 
um, some Vanguard stuff. And, you know, I was, I'm really missing that with this army because they've got so much, many models, but none of it sort of gels together. So this is kind of taking a step in that direction where they can all sort of work with each other again. So just for anyone on the podcast who doesn't have uh, Broker Rooms Marathi and you want to know what those battalions are, uh, I guess the three core ones you're likely to see, uh, the first one, the Wardens of the Storm Keep, you get one Lord Celestant keyword. So that I assume gets you a, Dra a, a Dracoth. Uh, what else can be on a, uh, what else is a, a Lord Celestant? Is there one on a Star Drake? There is, but you can't take them in the battalion. You can't take monsters in them. So, Of course, that's what's, uh, yeah, and, and when I got to that, I was just trying to think of the Lord Celestine. If I literally like skim my eyes two two rows down, uh, I would also see that I can take two to five other Stormcast Eternals heroes. Uh, this battalion can only be including in a Stormkeep army, uh, so I can't bring this into my Stormcast book. It has to be a it has to be using the Broken Realms Marathi build, and uh, it can't include any monsters. So that's going to rule us out with the the Drac uh, the uh, Star Drake. Yeah, important to note with the Lord Salston keyword too, you can have Gavriel Shawhart and also Vandus Hammerhand if you want to add those guys in as well. So um, yeah, there's a bit of options there just for that one keyword. Uh, for, and, yeah. and because it's keyworded, yeah, there's definitely a whole bunch of options. Really good call out, really good call out, especially for some people who may not be looking at the keyword bingo that sometimes we get to play. And if you do take the Wardens of the Stormkeep at the, at the start of your first, first hero phase, Roll one dice for each hero in the battalion. Uh, add three to the roll if the hero is your general. On a five plus or a, a two plus for your general, uh, you would receive one extra command point. So does that mean I should take six heroes in this battalion and try to get myself a whole bunch of extra free CP? Or do you, or do you think this one's not that worth it? Uh, you can. I think in uh, my list, one of the lists I've submitted to you uh, is using all six of those slots, but it's just a really good way of uh, decreasing your drops because people don't normally look at the hero options as uh, something that takes them up. But you know, if you're having four, five, six heroes, that's four, five, six drops, right? So you do have the Salston tax, unfortunately, but he can still be useful. But he's only 100 points as well as the cheapest option, so it's not so bad. But uh, with those two to five, they can be sacrosanct, so they can be wizards, uh, they can be um, Lord Aquila. Uh, you know, there, there's a whole heap of flexibility in here, and that's what makes this battalion so good. I was going to say, not to mention all the secrets. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, other than the Lord Celestine, which may or may not be a tax, depending on, you know, you might already be running a Lord Celestine, so it's not even a tax. Uh, the fact that it's a, you don't have to name the other heroes, it can be literally. You know, an Aziros, a Venator, a, a Relector, any type of part of the Stormcast, you're always going to take multiple heroes. So the fact that you can get yourself some additional CP, uh, I think, is a is a really cool one to consider. Yeah. You've got the Storm Tower Garrison, which is one Knight of Exilor, uh, two to four units of Liberators, one to two units of Paladin, uh, and one to two Justicar units. So... Uh, and, and what you're going to get for that one is that the Paladins and the Justicar units from the battalion that are wholly within 12 of Liberator units from the same battalion can use the Shield of Civilization battle trait uh, in the same manner as a Liberator unit. Now, that's plus one bravery, plus one to hit, and plus one to save. If I don't move. 
if they don't move. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that one? Uh, it's all right. I think it sort of hems you into having to take those Paladin units, but if you combine this with, say, the Hero Battalion, uh, ones of the Stormkeep, you're going to have a few heroes anyway, so you could throw in, uh, what are they, Protectors? They're normally pretty good. They give you a bit more defence against shooting and all that. Um, then the Justicar keyword, that's really good to have that there instead of just being stuck with, say, Liberators. Uh, not Liberators, uh, Judicators. Uh, so Judicators do have the Justicar keyword. So the Castigators and then also Vanguard. The Vanguard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, if you're going to run, your say, your Anvils of Heldenhammer uh, and you already wanted to run your, your, your Vanguard Raptors and you probably got some cheap Judicators, this one might work quite well for you because it's kind of already the stuff that you're taking. Yeah, it's just a really good uh, battalion because it's so many sort of points and units all combined into one. The only downside is that one hero, but the the Vexilla is not actually so bad. It gives you army reroll charge rolls if you're wholly within 12 inches of it, I think. So it's not so bad. Uh, he can also come with a teleport banner. So I think, yeah, a lot of people are familiar with that. If you're not, uh, once per game, he can just pick a unit up anywhere off the board and then redeploy it in one way. So he's actually kind of a, a pretty good hero to have in your, in your back pocket. Even if you were running old Stormcast where you've got, you know, your one in two can come from the sky, uh, Stormcast is a traditionally slow army, and I know the, the Knight Vexilor with that banner has been an, a wonderful little way to kind of reposition them late game kind of once they've dropped on the floor. But uh, without those rules in the Stormkeep, uh, that banner is probably not a, not a little bad, especially repositioning your, uh, whether you take your Hurricane Crossbows or whatever it might be. Uh, that could work quite well with your uh, your Vanguard uh, Raptors. Yep. yep. And sure. then uh, then we've also got the Stormkeep Patrol, um, which is going to be one Lord Veritant, one unit of Griffhounds, two Redeemer or Justica uh, units in any combination. And uh, this one's a really interesting one. Like, look at that big block of text. After armies are set up, but before the first battle round begins, you can remove the units from this battalion from the battlefield. If you do so, you must then set them set up the Lord Veritant from the battalion anywhere from the battlefield more than nine inches from an enemy. Standard kind of teleporting rules. Uh, and then set up the other units wholly within 12 inches of the Lord Veritant and more than nine from the enemy. So uh, it's essentially like, uh, essentially like you know, you set up your army and then you get to reposition them and put them anywhere on the board. So um, that sounds broken. Uh, and the the Griff Hounds are an interesting one uh, when you start looking at the, what the Griff Hounds do uh, when things are set up. But like, what are your thoughts on this particular battalion? Uh, well, this is the the main talking point of this entire uh, podcast, right? Uh, the Stormkeep Patrol is arguably the best battalion uh, the Stormcast have now, uh, especially when you're playing it in the Stormkeep. Well, you've got a choice, but yeah. So Stormkeep Patrol, uh, you know, you, this is the army where you, you put uh, 60 Liberators into it. You're nine inches away from your opponent before the game even starts. You're going to be super low drops. Um, and yeah, you can just start scoring objectives real early and had your entire army uh, just where they need to be before the game even begins. So your really Redeemer, cool. so Joel, correct me if I'm wrong, the Redeemers are your Sequiturs and your Liberators? Correct, yep. And then as we mentioned previously, the Justicar are your Castigators, your Vanguard Raptors and your Judicators. That's right. Yep, so the shitty boys. 
So you could go, you can go full ham and just absolutely have, you know, drop a whole bunch of, I don't know, uh, hurricane crossbows, you know, being inside of, you know, was it 18, whatever, I know it's short range, uh, throw down the hurricanes. You could go, as you said, mass massive stack of liberators, just nine inches from your face. Uh, I, I did see some early talk about, is it uh, Ga the Gav bomb? The old Gavril Shawheart allows you to, you know, throw down those extra CPs and, uh, you know, basically guarantee yourself a charge. So I think this this was the battalion I was worried was going to get a massive FAQ. And <laughs> and like Lord Croak, it's like it doesn't even exist in the FAQ world. So it is as written, uh, no changes, and I'm scared as hell to face this because this is going to be nasty. 130 points too. <laughs> But look, honestly, liberators aren't what they used to be. So uh, while you've got twice as many, they're just, they're not, it's not Vanguard wing levels are stupid. Um, we, and hyper damage that's in the game these days, you can do 60 wounds to a unit in a phase if you need to. So it, it, it's, honestly, it's all the Stormcasts really have going for it at the moment. If you're going to be playing like more of a Horde style army, um, it is good, but it definitely has limitations. Sure, it's it's not like the you know anyone like me who has battle scars for old Stormcast. I think the key difference is that the old Warrior Brotherhood can drop from the sky and didn't have to be within nine inches. It could literally teleport into combat um, with Staunch Defender, and that was nasty. But no, uh, and as Connor has said in the chat as well, uh, the 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 Celestial Templar pre-game move could be uh, a nice little addition. To the Stormkeep Patrol. So while we yeah. might be looking at hammers and we might look at uh, Tempest Lords, uh, there is obviously a lot of different builds for the various sub allegiances. Whether you want to go Astral Templars, uh, Anvils of Heldenhammer, there's there's a place for a lot of these battalions, depending on how you like to build your army. Joel, so what are you going to say? Yeah, and I I really rate the Astral Templar version of this. That's what I started running originally, but I did end up on uh, hammers just because it's. I don't know. It's, it's just better. Uh, yeah, they don't need to be in combat, so why why move them closer? That's the way I look at it. They don't do any damage. They just stay there. And that's what you need to do, like just sit on the objective and stop me from getting there. Um, yeah. The last thing you've got is you've got the Van Brecht. So Van Brecht is a named character. Uh, it is a Lord Veritant. Uh, so there's a couple of named characters van breck doesn't have a war scroll so it's not like you get a new war scroll you're just using a named uh lord veritant and uh there is a battalion that ha also has uh has one griffhound one to two judicators one unit of castigators uh the units from the battalion must be uh, anvils of heldenhammer uh and then there's two different rules what, what are your thoughts on that battalion i don't have it on screen but um, right. and it's basically the same as Stormkeep Patrol, except it has three units in it instead of two, but you are stuck with, uh, what are they, uh, Judicators and uh, Castigators. So if you want to go uh, full ham in just double-tap shooting in turn one, you can with that list. Uh, so 40 Judicators shooting twice, and uh, I think you can fit in about 15, 15 Castigators, a CP and a unit of free guild guard, and that's your army. <laughs> yeah. I, I will I will say what's cool is that you know we do have shoot cast the you know the very especially anvils of hell the hammer build but then you you know we've we have seen a more combat focus so I think regardless of how you want to build stormcast we do have some options but 
let's actually uh the the fans want to see give them away give 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 them away uh everyone wants to see uh joel hello how you going <laughs> i think in three years it's the first time people that have all, asked all the measured guys in the chat here yeah. oh shout out to the measured gaming i'll see you guys in a month's time <laughs> I, i'm so excited to to uh I, I feel like i'm gonna get punished out at Bendigo. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> don't you worry about it You'll be sleeping with one eye open, mate. I don't have any friends there. Are you worried? <laughs> so the first one we're going to talk about is the, I said hammers, right? I said we're going to talk hammers of Sigma. So the yeah. first list we're going to go through is probably the more complicated of the two builds. Talk to me about hammers. You obviously got the first of the forge. You've got yourself the sort of the, the soul of the storm host. You've got yourself a command trait hammers of Sigma. And then you've also got your artifact, which is the God Forge blade. Talk to me, when you were building your list, why did you take uh, hammers as opposed to, as you said, you know, astral templars or some other type of build? Like what was it in hammers that that grab, grabbed your attention and how were you thinking about it when you when you started building that list? Yeah, uh, two reasons. Firstly was uh, just the actual ability, which is plus one bravery army wide. That's quite handy on Stormcast because they are multi-wound and, Funnily enough, they don't have the highest bravery base. Like they're, I think they've been bumped up to seven now. So I mean, it's all right, but it's when you when you take a few casualties and you you roll on that battleshock dice, it's just horrible. So yeah, uh, plus one bravery is always nice. Uh, top uh, on top of then like the liberators, uh, shield citizen, whatever their rule is, where they give plus one bravery to everything else. So now you're on plus two bravery. Right? Uh, mainly though, uh, the command ability. Uh, when a unit of Redeemers die, uh, you spend a CP on a five-up, that unit comes back full strength uh, nine inches away from you. So, yeah. So with, with that, with, uh, obviously, we have, you know, using Maths Hammer here, that means one in every three units is likely to come back on uh, mm -hmm. on a CP. Does that mean that you're thinking about having lots of little units with the better chance of regenerating or are you just building maximum size units and just hoping for the best? How does the five plus come into play? Because five plus is again, one in three. So um, it's, a, it's a tough little one to get. Yeah. Uh, if you've got the, if you're building like a heavy command point sort of generating army, then yes, you can go smaller units to make the most of that. Because, uh, you know, of one in three, you're going to get some eventually. But then there's that other alternative where you've just got a couple of big units. And if you do roll that five up after they've had to kill, like, a unit of 30 Liberators over three turns and they come back, it's that's the game, really. You know, that's so game-changing, just that one dice roll. That's what I love. You know, I played Beast of Chaos for that one dice roll, and that's what this is, so... I, I think the key thing is to always have that additional CP up your sleeve so you can take advantage. The last thing you want to do is you lose those 30 liberators and you don't have a CP to to spend uh, or you're worried about being double turned. And I think, as you mentioned as well, the, the additions to the bravery through the storm keep and the first of the forge means that you're less likely to be spending your CP on inspiring presence. So um, there's a nice little combination there, but... Again, a five plus means you're going to fail more times than you succeed. So keep that in mind. Don't be disappointed when your 30 liberators don't come back because statistically <laughs> statistically, it's unlikely. But when it does come back and then you can drop it anywhere on the battlefield just outside of nine, that is so demoralizing. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things when you've finished your game and you're, you're talking to people about how it went 
and then you know you're like oh and then they killed them and then i rolled that five up and it's just yeah it's it's huge huge if yeah. you roll that five plus yeah uh, anything else from Hammers that, that kind of brought your attention or was it mostly the addition to the bravery and the being able to bring the unit back uh, at 5-plus for a CP? Um, the command train's not bad. It's a 6-up, feel no pain or whatever you want to call it, DPR, uh, holding within 9 inches of the general. So it's a nice little bubble um, and just keeps you around for a bit longer. So, yeah, uh, the artifact's not bad for a tax one, but it's nothing to write home about uh, on a 6 to hit. Uh, it was an extra damage, so yeah, yeah. Plus, one, plus one damage characteristics. It's not bad, but um, it, yeah, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's <mad. laughs> I mean, the other be, three things you take it, you know, yeah, yeah, the other three things are quite strong. Um, so that's that's the hammers, uh, that's your hammers of Sigma rules, and I guess let's get to the list and let's actually get into the science behind what you put together. So I'll read out again, I'll read out the list, and I'd love to understand a little bit about how and why this all comes about and and um maybe why you chose x unit as opposed to y unit and you know we'll get to the little bit of the science here but we have a lord celestine on dracoff which is the general it has the we cannot fail uh which is the command trait from hammers we've got our uh our tempestos hammer and thunder shield we have the artifact of the Godforge blade again being forced upon us through the hammers We've also got the mount trait of Keen Claw. So Keen Clawed. Yep. You've also got yourself a Lord Celestant with the uh, Fury brand Mystic Light. You've also got a Lord Celestant. You've also got, so you've got two Lord Celestants, one with an artifact. Castellant, yeah. Castellant, yeah, sorry. Uh, you've got yep. yourself a Lord Veritant, which has the uh, Lantern of the Tempest Mystic Light as well as a Prayer of Divine Light. You've also then got yourself six Griff Hounds. We've got a, that's coming through the, the battalion. We've got ourselves 30 Liberators with six Grand Hammers. They've got the Warhammer and Shield. 30 Liberators, again, Warhammer and Shield with six Grand Hammers. We've also got ourselves 10 Free Guild Guard. Interesting note, guys. Free Guild Guard are battle line with no condition. So uh, they can be brought into an army like this, and it doesn't require you have a Free Guild General to make it a battle line. It's not a Cities of Sigmar battle line. It is just order battle line. The last thing you've got yourself is two battalions. You've got the Stormkeep Patrol. Uh, so we've got, and then we've got Wardens of the Stormkeep. So we've got ourselves the CP generator, as well as the, to pick up a whole bunch of units and throw them up the board. So this list is three drops. I uh, don't think it's quite 2,000 on the nose either, so there's a chance for a triumph, which is always nice. Yeah, uh, 1980. Game, yeah. 1980. Yeah. 173 wounds. Things that you would not expect to see in a Stormcast. That is Goblin-esque. Uh, it's actually more than that because you get an extra three free Griffhounds. So that's another nine <laughs> wounds on top. So it's actually 182. <laughs> and then bring and, back 30 liberators as those six three wounds yeah i just want to say now uh griff hounds especially the solo models like just from the castellants and the veritan uh so underrated and so awesome uh they're they're the goodest boys in the mortal realms and uh when after they pile an attack they can uh, move away six inches and that is so clutch sometimes like if someone charges you off their objective you just got that one guy that no one cares about who's now uh, running around stealing the objective. So it actually happened in a battle report uh, last night against Dave. Uh, so go 
go like and subscribe to Measure Gaming on YouTube. <laughs> what, what's what's the battle? It's Stormcast versus uh, More Tribes. Cool. All right, so guys, go check out, uh, go see this in action. So it's Stormcast versus More Tribe on uh, Measured Gaming YouTube. So yeah, so I just want to go see this. Add the the Griff Hound part in there because they're really good. Well, I used to I used to run the Griff Hound when you could take the. Um, the excelsior warrior priest uh back in the mm. day so so i used to love that little free griffhound but look hey we, let's not talk about that let's talk about these guys <laughs> so take me from the top obviously we've got to take our lord celestant um why the dracoth and why the combination that you've made up yep so uh the Celestin on dracoth is uh he's a little bit of a beat stick if i'm if i'm honest um rocking a three-up save, and he's naturally re-rolling ones, which if those re-rolls are successful, uh, they dish a mortal wound out to each enemy unit within three inches. So, you know, he, he can sort of hang around for a bit, and he can also dish it out too, just from that. Uh, and then his attacks, so the, the Dracoth itself is awesome. Uh, you roll a six to wound. It's neck three rend with King Claude. And it I does was going to say, damage. I'm just... I'm reading Keen Claw again. I'm like, Ren 3 is nasty. And the yep. mount has how many attacks? It's, uh, uh, it's I think three. it's four. Three. Three. Yeah. Oh, so three. Four on this list. Yeah. How, how's it for? Uh, just with the Fury brand, uh, Mystic Light down below. But we'll talk okay. about that in a sec. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah right. So, yeah, uh, that, if you if you spike that, it goes bananas. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Then, um, yeah, he's hammer. He gets an extra D3 attacks on the charge. Um, so he starts with three, I think. So you know, up to six. And, yeah, it's neg one D3 damage, which is always nice. can also be plus one damage. You roll six to hit. So a lot to remember, but a lot to lots going around as well, uh, the it, damage. It is a chunky war scroll. You get the additional uh, damages that when you, uh, when you do an unmodified hit roll of six, you've got yourself, you know, the... The glaive doing two extra damage, you know, if they made a charge move. There's a lot of rules here, but most importantly, three up armor save, uh, wound seven wounds. Um, quite generous when you look at just the the sheer amount of damage that this can do for uh, what is essentially attacks in the battalion. Um, so you're yeah. making the most. You're making the most of your battalion. Yeah, there's also another reason why he's in there for his command ability is really good when you're playing this style of army. Uh, because for one CP, uh, he's got a 24-inch uh, immune to battle shock bubble, uh, which can also work on the free guild guard uh, because it's on a war scroll, so they count as being a stormcast unit uh, when you use a command ability like that. So, yeah, it's just uh, food for thought. Pretty pretty uh, handy. Well, it just means you're spending your command points in potentially regenerating your units or... Uh, yep. spending them elsewhere. So the, the fact that you have a 24-inch, you know, basically inspiring presence is, is quite attractive. Yeah. He's also got that larger base, like on the big cab, so that 9-inch uh, Feel No Pain bubbles, yeah, it's a bit bigger than what it would be just on a regular foot guy. So, yeah, that's why I he's like in the it. list. No, I like it. Uh, now talk to me about our two... Well, what next? What do you want? Yeah, so we'll just keep going down the list. So the two Castellants, uh, one of them has the Fury brand uh, Mystic Light. I'd, honestly, I'd, you could do away with this and put something else in. It's just seasoned to taste for me. Uh, but basically, I just pick a friendly Stormcast Eternals hero uh, within six inches, and I add one to the one of their weapons attacks. So you know, put that on the Dracoth and let that go nuts. <laughs> 
But yeah, uh, basically what they're doing, uh, so they come with the free Griff Hound, as I said before, but they can also, uh, well, they've got an 18-inch Holy Within plus one to save. So they can uh, put the plus one to save on each of the 30 Liberator units after they've dropped down, uh, especially if they've deployed on the line. So, yeah, quite handy. <laughs> and that, Get that yeah, four that... up down to a three up. How are you how are you getting the the Lord Castellan up with this the Liberators though? Because totally you're because uh, yeah, your Lord because so exactly. your Lord Veriton is taking the units with them, but it's been yeah. making sure that that Lord that that Lord Celestin is going to be have the ability to use the you know the eighteen inch range. Yeah, to, to, you know when you when you think about a unit jumping across the board before the game starts, it's, they can't actually go as far as what you think because I think a lot of people still have uh, old Vanguard wing in their head when they're getting deployed right up in your grill and all that. But these still have to be nine away. So if you've got a twenty four inch gap and they're nine away, they're you know they're wholly eighteen anyway for the most part. So yeah, it's not that let, hard to do. Let alone any of those uh, deployment maps where we've got fifth, we've got a fifteen inch deployment map and there's only what eighteen between us. So then you know you're outside yeah. of nine, you're only not you've only get, gained yourself basically a free nine inch move. So yeah, it's um, not that much. <laughs> I mean, free a free nine inch move is nice. Free it's free is free. Uh, but I think the key thing I'm hearing is make sure that you are within your buff range of eighteen. Don't go too aggressive and go attack a flank because. You're going to miss out on yeah. some sweet, sweet uh, additional abilities. Yeah, you just got to make sure that when you deploy them that they're holding within 18 inches of uh, the Castellan who's responsible to give them a plus one save. It's, yeah, it, quite it's within hero phase? Or when does that come in? In hero phase. Okay, so yeah. So, so the, the yeah, battalion moves pre-game and then the first hero phase. Cool. I was just thinking like it's not like it's in a movement phase or a combat phase where you might be able to move it four or five inches to get itself in the 18. So it's just be mindful of it right at the start that you stay within 18. Yep. Yep. Uh, it, uh, next, down the, next down the line is the Veritant who's in the Stormkeep Battalion. Um, so yeah, obviously he he's necessary to be in there, but he's also a priest and he can also uh, unbind a, one spell, I think. So it's always nice to have a little bit of magic defense. So uh, his prayer, probably the best prayer in the book, closely followed by translocation, which is the teleport one. But Divine Light uh, has two modes. So I can pick a friendly unit, so reroll ones to hit, I think it is. Uh, but then where it's key is I can pick an enemy unit, all within 18, on a three plus, uh, they have to reroll hit rolls of six. So, you know, you've got, say, 20 shooty snakes that are floating around at the meta at the moment. And just make them re-roll their sixes to hit and they're not doing any mortal wounds anymore so really yeah, and, there's, and there's a lot of units you know i think of blight kings there's a lot of units that trigger an ability on a six so uh being able to turn that off you know mortal wounds in addition uh you know uh, double attacks if you roll a six um yeah. th there's the, some the best some one nice i ever got this off on best one i ever got this off on was a unit of 20 half guard berserkers with their mortal wound pole axes <laughs> they did nothing against the unit uh, of liberators so <laughs> yeah, that was good it's um and then his lantern so his mystic light lantern of the tempest that uh so wholly within 12 inch bubble uh missile weapons being shot at anything inside that bubble uh has to reroll sixes to hit so yeah it's got a little bit of defense built in just off that one hero. 
yeah, I like it. I, I do like the idea as well as, as translocation as well. So uh, even if you weren't taking this particular build, you know, having a Lord Veritan with that translocation of being able to move things around uh, can also be beneficial. But Divine Light, just the flexibility of being able to choose what you want to do uh, and being able to shut down. Like uh, we saw uh, in Australia, we had a 50-player tournament not long ago and the, the the list that won it went 6-0 and o with Daughters of Cain, a big block of I think it was like 20 of the, the Bow Snakes. Uh, doing mortal wounds uh, in addition on sixes. So uh, being able to shut that type of thing off. Um, yeah, no, I was just having a look like it's not it's not a, a melee. It's not a um, – it's just yeah, unmodified sixes. Yeah, it's not specified in melee or shooting. It's it's everything. Yep. So being able to shut those off, uh, especially Daughters of Cain, it's quite strong and snakes in the meta. Uh, I like it. Yeah, like so Veriton uh, also comes with a free Griffhound too. And um, so you've got three singles running around, zoning off the backfield because most of your army is uh, far forward in this list. So having uh, three single models, just they can zone off pretty much the entire backboard uh, just with your know, nine-inch gaps and all that. So very handy. I'm, I imagine you've got two Castellans because you want one for each unit of Liberators. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. That is bang on. Yeah, I just, just oh, yeah, just like it's so you're building in redundancy, or you're building in just you know uh, a power pair at minimum. So yeah, um, some people might be thinking, oh well, you know, do I only need do I if, should I just take one? And the answer is no, uh, because you're supporting uh, the other blocker liberators. Yes, yeah, you don't want one uh, that's going to be easier to get rid of. The whole idea of this army is to not die. And then if it does die, like if you go up against, say, Feck or whatever, um, and they just eat 30 Liberators off the table in one go, then they can potentially come back, right? So, yeah. Talk to me about the Griffhounds because I haven't used Griffhounds since they got – so they used to be 40 points for one and you didn't yep. have to take a block of six. And I would run two, often three, um, and have like a little little triangle in my deployment zone. But I haven't run them as a block of six. So talk because I look at that and go 120 points for six models. You know, like that's a, that's a big tax potentially for the battalion. But you do get some interesting rules. What makes this attractive to you? Why do you like Refounds? Or is it just uh, a well, tax? Or is it just a tax? It's a bit of both. So they are a requirement in the Stormkeep Patrol Battalion, which you know, whatever. But uh, in Stormcast Eternals, Griffhounds and Etherwings are tied for uh, cheapest wounds per point. So I think they're like 6.67 points per wound, uh, which is good just to have a nice little unit uh, which can run around and, you know, do some funky stuff. So they still can uh, move, charge, pile in, attack, and then uh, do their six-inch retreat. It's just six models instead of that single. So they do come in handy. They've actually won me a game before. Uh, that unit at six. Uh, yeah. Being able to, well, I think I was playing Star Strike and uh, seems they're quicker than most Stormcast stuff. I think that nine inch move landed that charge that they needed to, pile it in, and then yeah, ran off six onto the objective again. So, yeah. It's, in, not it's a bad interesting. Tax. 
it's interesting because the the rule the rule that I always used to love for the Griff Hound, other than being a cheap objective scorer or a cheap uh, objective holder, I always loved the warning cry rule, which basically if a unit uh, is set up from reserve and it comes out within 10 inches of the Griff Hounds, it basically like a little barking dog kind of like, yep, 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 and basically alerts your, your shooting dudes to like, uh, pop a cap at anyone who pops up within 10 inches of your um, of your Griffhound. So the irony of it all is that the the teleporting shenanigans that you have, the best counter will be to take Griffhounds and uh, shoot them as you pop in, you know, just outside of nine. So the irony of <laughs> uh, the Gr Griffhound meta is here, guys. Go grab yourself six Griffhounds. It's not because uh, it's not the first time that they've been set up on the table. So the Griffhounds don't even work for this Stormkeep Patrol Battalion. Oh, for the first <laughs> time. Oh, that's a yeah. jerkwad. It says, yeah, if, yeah for the yeah. first it's, time um, with it, the intent, because you deploy them and then you teleport them. So anything that comes yep. from reserve, so the old signs <laughs> of the storm or anything that is set up initially, like Shadow Warriors, that would work. Yep. Oh, you sneaky, <laughs> sneaky git. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, the Griff Hand meta isn't quite here, but they still are the goodest boys in the moral realms, that's for that's sure. That's amazing. That's so good. <laughs> um, look, they've got three wounds apiece, which is uh, quite generous. They've got no armor save. Um, I always like the fact they've got a nine-inch move, so uh, they're, they're nice little, uh, little... They're fast on the board, uh, and I love the fact as well um, they can make that six-inch six retreat move after their attacks have been resolved. So as you mentioned, uh, snipping around, uh, scoring an objective, you know, going in and repositioning. Um, you can retreat, but you don't have to be outside of combat. You can just oh, you can make a, a retreat move, so you, probably, you just have to be outside of three. Hmm. Yep. Cool. Yep. Well, I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> so you got yourself two units of Liberators. You've got yourself the, the Warhammer and Shield. Why, why not swords? Uh, so swords uh, compared to hammers. Uh, so hammers profile is hits on fours, wounds on threes. Uh, swords are hits on threes, wounds on fours. Now, if you had, there's, there is actually a fair bit of um, uh, reroll wounds sort of uh, spells and all that inside Stormcaster Eternals, but not in this list. Uh, so, yeah, having the better to wound roll is better than the better to hit, especially when they're getting plus one to hit from uh, the Allegiance ability. Uh, they're getting potentially another, another plus one to hit against monsters and things with over five wounds. Yeah. So they can already be hitting on twos quite easily. Um, personally, I do run a unit of 30 with the double hammers, which gives them exploding sixes, which is always nice, but that's just because of what how I used to run Vanguard Wing was with uh, that unit, so I've just got the models, so I just run them instead. But if I was to like start from ground zero, I'd definitely go uh, sixty with just hammers and shields. Yeah, yeah, and the green hammers doing mortal wounds—is that from? No, nah, they're just uh, they're just two damage with red. Oh, so they used to, you definitely they used to be mortals. Uh, no, no, you're thinking of retributors. Retributors do the mortals. Yeah, I, I just remember yeah. this. This is how how long how long it's been since I played OG Stormcast. <laughs> I, I can't stress this enough. This list does not do damage much. Uh, it will add attrition to your opponent, but it will be a slow grind. But you're always having a bit of fun with it anyway, in, in my experiences anyway. 
but yeah, having those six in each unit of uh, the grand hammers is essential. And I think that's up. and I think that's the key, right? Like when I was initially thinking about this type of build, uh, and a, a lot of a lot of people that are in my communities were going, "Oh, Gav, the Gav bomb, the Gav bomb, the Gav bomb's back." <laughs> Uh, which, you know, Gavriel Shawhart, uh, you know, using a couple of CP to uh, basically guarantee the charge and, you know, you get stuck in. But as you said, what you want to do is really the gargant play, which is get on an objective, sit there as long as possible, grind it out with your rerolls to saves and your pluses to save, uh, and then through the attrition wars on the 5+, plus, bring that unit back uh, at 30, 30 oh, 60 wounds, 30 models. So, um that's the game you're playing. You're not playing the damage game. No, no. Uh, if I was doing the damage game, I would definitely look at running uh, 40 sequiturs or like two units of 10 sequiturs instead uh, and just shuffle the list around to get an arcanum in there as a general and uh, go from there because uh, 20 sequiturs hit harder than what 30 liberators do. There's not as many bodies uh, and they're the same points costs. Uh, but, yeah, they've got their reroll saves. They can reroll hits. Um, and they're still redeemers, so they can still come back. Would you, if you were, well, obviously theory crafting here, if you were to go sequitur build, would you stay hammers? Probably, yeah, because they can, after they do their deep strike, they can still move because they're not getting the plus one to hit and save like what the liberators do. So you're actually going to be four inches away from your opponent uh, after you do the... Um, uh, the Castellan buffs, so they're going to be on a three plus potentially re rolling. So it's not so bad. Mm. No, I was just, yeah, I was just thinking, like, because some, some players might have joined uh, Age of Sigma during the Soul Wars, they may not own Liberators and they might only have, I guess, you know, the, the Soul Wars type models. Yeah, like those guys. So, uh, so it's, it still works, it's just in a, in a bit of a different way. Yeah, probably hits, as I was saying, probably hits harder. Uh, there are less models on the board for the same points, but those models are definitely doing more than what the liberators do. But I, I, I just uh, I submitted this list to you just to show the like the the extreme that everyone was sort of talking about. Um, yeah. No, I dig it. I dig it. Um, and some questions are coming up in the chat from Eric and uh, many others. And um, as a free guild player, I, I got my I got super excited. I put on my. Uh, my, my pantaloons, I got super excited to, to talk about the free guild guard because you have brought in a unit of 10 moustaches in your army. The question that Eric brings up, and it's a very valid question, is are the free guild guard better than another unit of liberators, um, given that, you know, we're already stacking all these great rules with libs? Um, mm. But what are the free guild guard bringing that are a unit of liberators? And you do have spare points. What are they bringing to uh, the table? So it's 10 models instead of five for objective purposes. Uh, and you can also string that unit of 10 out way further than what you can five lips. So this army, as I, I think I mentioned it before, that most of your list is right in, in your opponent's grill. So you've only got uh, three Griffhounds and 10 Frigil Guard to hold the fort, basically, <laughs> while the rest of your heroes and stuff are in the midfield pushing up. But... Yeah, that, that's that's the only reason why uh, is it's bodies, uh, and it's also good to have a city unit in something that can take it right. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's valid. I think the the cheap screen, uh, the the ten bodies instead of the five, 
um, all valid reasons. And, and you know, uh, there are three different types of free guild. You've got the sword and shields, the halberds, and the uh, spears. Nobody takes spears. Don't even think about taking spears. Halberd are all right. They have rent one. They're okay. But you you definitely get your biggest bang for buck having swords and shields. So yeah. um, you, you want the more survivable. Just that four-up saving combat's always really good to have. Yeah, it, it could be a cheap objective scorer. It could be someone that sits behind the board, someone who might screen, screen your backfield and try to stop someone from teleporting into you. Um, that's the role that I would see those 10 free guild guard playing. Yeah. Uh, I also opted for the free guild guard because they were actually less points than the liberators just to really sort of knuckle down on that, uh, that triumph role potential. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you could... I'm just thinking free guild handgun is a battle line. Points, yeah. But they're also battle line order. I don't think they're battle line cities. So you could yeah, take right. yep. yes, you could take them because I think the handgunners have a really interesting rule that um if you if you've got your musician in your handgunners and someone ends a charge within three, they can shoot uh before combat commences. So you could do a little bit of damage. The free guild guard won't do much damage. They like hit on fours, wound on fours. They're not very good. Uh they're they're good in a block of like 40. They get some benefits yep. by going up like 20s and 30s. But the handgunners the handgunner with the long rifle, because the long rifle has a 30-inch threat range, you ignore lookout sir so you don't get the minus one hit penalty with the, the that could be an alternative build uh if you weren't yep. going for the triumph. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely an option. Uh, I do, honestly, I didn't consider the the handguns, but they fit in perfectly there. Well, just with the, like, like the little character sniper, just you know, the, one the handguns with rend one, uh, it's such a deterrent from people charging you. But two, having that long rifle, being able to like chip that one wound, and you know, and taking out those small heroes, and, and not having to worry about lookout sir, can be quite um, useful. You could even do crossbowmen for some more weighted dice if you wanted to. They're 100 points as well. Yeah, yeah. And as long as they don't suffer a wound, they get to double shoot if they don't move. So, oh, I, I can't remember what's. I've never actually yeah. ran <laughs> uh, The rules have changed a little bit. I just I just love the long rifle in the, the handgunner. Yeah. yeah. It's just that, that Everyone loves inches. a good sniper rifle. It's so good. Like Nothing yeah. worse than you shooting a hero and it's got one wound left. You just need to take it out um, oh. and pop it. Cool. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, and to answer Adrian's question, uh, is there any other allegiance abilities that affect uh, only one unit in the book? So is there any other allegiance abilities that affect only one unit in the book? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure what you mean there. Um, missing if you're one. referring to the liberator rule, then it's just liberators and uh, oh, yeah. they can give extra bravery to other units, but no other unit gets the plus one to hit and save. That's what you're talking about, mate. That's what you're talking about. Cool. I, I was. I, I'm. I'm talking. I'm thinking free guild. I'm. This is the free guild show now. Let's let's talk about how we how we get used for that one in four. Uh, comes in as we mentioned, 1980. So we do have the 20 20 points of flex. Uh, 170 wounds plus the additional wounds from the free griffhound that comes with some of the heroes, plus the ability to on a CP on a five plus bring back a unit at full strength. Uh, being those two liberator units. You can't bring back the free guild. It's just those two lib units. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Is there anything else you'd want to say about this Hammers list? I mean, it's it's rock solid. As you mentioned, this build is more of a defensive build than an offensive build. If you wanted to do an offensive build, you bring in your sequiturs uh, and your more of your, you know, your Soul Wars type units. But this particular build is a sit there, grind, defense, uh, attrition, and then bring models back and just like break the spirits of your opponents. Yeah. Um. This has been trolled and tested by me. Uh, games in person too. Haven't touched it on TTS. I don't. I don't play TTS, but that's that's neither here or there. But um, played five games. I've won four, lost one. Uh, I've beaten Croak with all the Salamanders and shit. Uh, new daughters of Cain with Marathi. Uh, yeah, a few other armies. I've only lost against Catacross OBR, which is another very grindy army like that. So yeah, just uh on test it's got my tick of approval if that's what you want to get out of the game and we are very you know like i'm, I'm we are very fortunate that we're able to play games in real life so that yes. that privilege is not lost on me so uh you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not lost on me when i'm like oh man tournaments got to cancel tournaments but i can still play uh but let's not get into that let's talk about your second build and that is the tempest lords the ones that i wasn't expecting i truly was not expecting tempest lords i was thinking the other build because i asked i asked joel uh and i asked all my guests to give me two lists so we can kind of talk about some of the variety i expected a, uh, an anvils of helden hammer list i'll be brutally honest i expected that as your second build um but what you've given me is a tempest lords so yeah. We will get to the list in a second, but talk to me about Tempest Laws. What attracted you when it came to Broken Rob's Marathi rules and this particular, I guess, chamber compared to the others? So Stormcast as a faction at the moment is shit. Right? I think we can all agree on that. It's It doesn't do very well outside of the one shoot cast list. Uh, and I, I'm a firm believer of making Strawberry Jam out of picture. So... Uh, yeah, playing Bok, I'm always looking for little things to spam and sort of really buff units up. And uh, what better way to do that with, than with command points? And uh, what Tempest Lords gives you basically is just a massive CP battery. So uh, it gives you uh, an equivalent of the old Ether Quartz Bridge as the artifact, which is awesome. Yeah. Why, why is CP so important to you? Uh, and why would you want to spam CP? Because... I imagine you're not inspiring presence. You don't want to just re-roll once to hit. Like what What do you want out of the CP? So there's one thing that you can spam in uh, Stormcast Eternal still, and that's off the Lord Arcanum on uh, Dracolon. Yeah, Dracolon, uh, who can add plus one or give plus one attacks per CP uh, for the Dracolon mounted evocators. Yeah. That's basically uh, the gist of it. Uh, that's the one thing that you can use it for. You can use it to, uh, if you, I, I don't know what else you'd use it for, to be honest, but this is just this is the build for this. All right, but, this, this, um, is, this is the, C, the CP spam. You're going to get yourself yeah. uh, your grand strategist at the start of the hero, at the start of your hero phase, roll the dice on a four plus, you get yourself a command point. Not bad. Uh, what else you get? You're going to get your rousing auditory. Um, You've also got your Bonds of Noble Duty and you've also got the Patrician's Helm. Are any of those command abilities, command traits or artifacts of power becoming important to you? Yeah. The um, add one to wound rolls for the, for the general is pretty good, right? 
That's your command trait. Add one to the wound yeah. rolls for attacks made by the general's melee weapons uh, while the general's within six of a Tempest Lord unit. Okay. Uh, the command ability is good. This is what I like about this is it's all good. Uh, the command ability is reroll wound rolls of one, which is kind of nice if you're not uh, running evocators to use their reroll save spell. Uh, sorry, reroll wound spell. Um, but even then, it's still just good to have, right? And then the artifact, as I said before, is just an Ethercourt Bridge. All four of those, so the ability, command trait, command ability, and artifact, are all useful. And it's one of the very rare ones uh, mm. in the entire game that you get the quad. So, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's I, usually I not one one attacks. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. all quite useful. And I'm seeing the command trait and the command ability probably works quite well by having your general along with some type of unit that is going to, I guess, support that general. Maybe it's going to be kitty cats uh, supporting your kitty cat general or who, kn who knows what you're going to show me. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to be a surprise to everyone I else. Really <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's, let's, let's go into the list. I think, you know, as you mentioned, all four of those are useful uh, and I can start to see where the CP is going to come into play. So what do we have in our Tempest Lords? We have uh, the Lord Arcanum on the Dr Celestial Dracoline. Uh, it is the general. It has terrifying aspect as the spell. You have the Pride Leader as the Mount Trait. You have another Lord Arcanum on Celestial Dracoline. It has this spell uh, Azerite ha Halo, as well as the Bounding Leap Mounted Trait. You've got a Lord Celestin with the Patricia's Helm that comes from Tempest uh, Tempest Lord. Tempest Lords. I'm going to say Tempest Eye. I tried to I tried <laughs> to stop saying Tempest Eye five times. And I still caught myself out. Uh, you've got two Lord uh, Celestins. Uh, you've got one, yeah, with Patricia's Helm. Uh, oh, no, the Castellan. It's a one, one's yeah, a Castellan. one South and one Castellan. Why do they look so similar? That is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> OG Stormcast, mate. Everything's Lord or something. <laughs> Hashtag think about the content creators. Um, you've got the Lord Castellan with the, mis the mystical light, uh, Tempest, the Lantern of the Tempest, uh, and you've got two of the 2D Matutes, the, the Knight Hereldor. Uh, I love the little 2Ds. Oh, yeah. uh, 2D Matutes. You've also got six uh, Evocators uh, on Dracolines. They have the Celestial Blades. You've got 10 free guild guard, five liberators with their hammer and shield, and the one grand hammer. Then you've got another big block of 40 free guild guard with uh, sword and shield. You've also got yourself the warden of the storm keeps. You've only taken one battalion. That's your, that's our CP generating, uh, not our teleporting uh, rule. Yeah. Cool. All righty. So we've we, let's go to the top. Well, let's go where you want to start. We talked a little bit about the kitty cats. Uh, I remember seeing kitty cats becoming a little bit popular when Dave, Dave the Master Kerr was running them with a big block of, of kitty cats, and they were quite yeah. brutal. I think there were six. That by the boosters from memory? Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk to me about how you're using them with the Tempest Lords and, and your little combination. Yeah, so, again, just farming all that CP, mate. So uh, there's six heroes in the battalion. So that's five dice uh, at the start of the well, my first hero phase, five up as a CP. Uh, Any general? Four general's yep, a two the, plus? Uh, yep, two plus for the general. And then uh, every hero phase, a four plus, I get another one. So really looking to crank that up, Brian. Uh, 
But we'll start off at the top. So the general, uh, seven wounds, three up save, is a wizard, so can cast an unbind one or dispel. Uh, the spell itself is neg one bravery to a, well, it's a neg one bravery aura uh, that you cast onto a friendly stormcast unit who then passes that on to enemy units. And um, all the Draco lines, so the six Draco lines and also those two uh, Arcanums, they already have a base neg one bravery. So it's just adding to that doubling down on maybe neg two, right, if it matters. Uh, why I really like the Arcanums for, all, uh, all four of them, uh, there's four variants. They've all got a rule called Prime Electrodes, which uh, is when you cast Arcane Bolt, it's always D3. Unless if you roll a 10 plus, it does D6 mortals. And that's really clutch because uh, it, it's just you know, extra mortal wounds, basically. So uh, not normally could... using the terrifying aspect. They can always Mystic Shield or uh, Arcane Bolt if they need to. No, you're right. I remember running around a Lord Arcanum on foot, and I, and I that was one of my one in fours for my Cities of Sigma Hallow Heart, and I remember being able to use that, so being able to turn a, an Arcane Bolt into a D6 and being able mm. to move an endless spell an extra six inches, which was like blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, but I love that little ability to kind of boost up your, your arcane bolt. That could be very tasty, especially for a spike when you got a spell, you're like, oh, I don't really know what to do. Oh crap, that's six wounds. Yeah, there's um there's an artifact in Stormcast, which isn't in this list. It's just a little uh, side uh, rant, well not rant, but side story. Uh, there's an artifact in the game called Staff of Focus for Stormcast Wizards, so the Arcanums. You can, uh, once per game, uh, give them plus one to cast and then plus one to the mortal wounds from just the regular spells that they cast. So you can actually get them doing seven mortal wounds potentially if you roll a six on that. And I've, I've done that once with my tour. <laughs> seven mortal wounds out of one spell, just uh, Stormcast Wizard. Oh. Can, can I just say I'm still surprised how powerful Pack Leader is? Like I'm looking at add two to the character attack characteristics of this model's claws and fangs. While this model's within six inches of the Dracoline Guard model, that's that's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, pride leader, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. It. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's um, yeah, that's the the mount trait, isn't it? The general, yeah. So yeah, that's yes. normally hanging back and uh, yeah, just buffing the uh, six kitty cats. Yeah. So you've got two of those. You've got why do you have two? Why why do we have two? Uh, yeah, uh, redundancy for one. Secondly, I've always wanted to run two, and uh, last night's battle report I actually did manage to. And um, they're actually they're just really good because they've got what seven attacks base, uh, all potentially doing D three damage uh, with friend freeze and freeze, or you know, however however uh, it comes out in the wash. But uh, it's, it's another wizard for one, uh, and this particular one, bounding leap. Uh, has a six-inch pilot, so it doesn't have to charge. It can pile in outside of three inches. And uh, from my uh, gaming experience, it's always good to have something like that if you have access to it, uh, just to fight out of sequence. Yeah. You, I, I'm just rereading this the this uh, cycle of the storm rule as well, which is on both. Oh, of yeah, those. that's a thing too, yeah. That was, I was sitting there going, why on earth would this person take two Lord Arcanums on Celestial Dracos when you could take a Knight in Cantor. You could take, uh, you know, there's so many other choices you could take um, 
and and I'm looking at the that rule we didn't talk about, which is the cycle of the storm, which uh, once per turn when a friendly storm cast model is slain within 18 of the model, instead of removing the slain model, you can heal a wound allocated to it. Uh, this model cannot use it on itself. By having two of those, does that does that mean you're keeping yeah, it? So, for example, say you've uh, a model, like say one of them has... Say the Celston, for example, has one wound left. Yeah. Uh, and you do two damage to him, he still lives with the cycle of storm. Doubling down on that is doesn't come into effect too often, but it definitely keeps those six Evercas on Dracolines around for that a little bit longer. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not bad. And someone was asking before about, you know, what if someone takes down your Lord Arcana with the Pride Leader? Well, if you've got another Lord Arcanum around you could use that Lord Arcanum to keep the other Lord Arcanum on one wound. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got that. Uh, sure, you won't get the Pride Leader's plus one to hit, isn't it, for the for the cause? Uh, yeah. Uh, the Pride Leader was plus two attacks uh, with the claws within six of the Dragothian mm -hmm. Guard. Oh, okay. Yeah, well... Anyway, so it doesn't matter if uh, that lives or not because you've got the command ability to spam to give them extra attacks. Yeah. So, yeah. I was just thinking the combination of the cycle. Just the cyclone of the storm being able to keep models in, uh, alive. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the Salston is in their attacks, uh, uh, but he's also going to be having the uh, other court brooch proxy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just because he's a nice little foot hero who can dish out some mortal wounds with his cloak, and uh, he doesn't need line of sight to do that, so he can hide him nice and easily. Uh, he's also got the command ability, which can add plus one to hit uh, to a friendly unit if he's within three inches of uh, enemy units, which is always nice as well. So that's sort of uh, yeah, just it can potentially buff the the evocators as well. Yeah. And then you've got your Lord Castellan, which has the Lantern of the Tempest, which we had in the yeah. last list, didn't we? We we did have the Mystic Light, yeah, Lantern of the Tempest. That was on the Veritant in the last one, uh, just because he's in the action. This one here, though, is the Castellan, and, uh, yeah, missile weapons have to reroll hits of sixes uh, to anything that they're targeting that's wholly within 12 inches of that guy. It's the best artifact in Stormcast, in my opinion. It's just so good in this current meta when you've got, like, skinks and salamanders and uh, the shooty snakes from Dora's a Kane uh, KO, making them re-roll their hits. It just it takes a lot of the sting out of their output. Juicy's always Juicy in the chat's also saying that uh, also within six inches of a Castellant or the Veritant, they have four attacks each when they're wholly within. Uh, I'm not sure what exactly we're. Oh, the Griff Hounds is talking about there. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad. Like you're glad, I'm glad you're all over this. Uh, there's like yeah. a bazillion uh, artifacts and combinations in Stormcast. Um, <laughs> I thought I was bad for being a cities player. Now, yeah. you've got two Night Heraldors. Now we know that Night Heraldors are pretty awesome because they get to destroy terrain and do damage. Is that the only reason you're taking Heraldors compared to some other type of cheap hero that could help you with your CP spam or? Is there something else that these guys have that uh, is worth re-looking at? Um, so, yeah, they've got two abilities, and that's uh, run and charge, uh, and you can also retreat and charge, retreat, run and charge with the Heralders. 
Uh, and then they can do their 2D McToots on terrain and just do some AOE mortals, which is always handy. Uh, a lot of Stormcast armies who have a lot of foot heroes have a lot of low-key mortal wound output that you're probably not expecting when you just look at the, the list on a piece of paper. But it all adds up, you know. They yeah. they can do dish out a lot of splash. So, yeah. That's yeah, why they're I, in there for uh, to, to toot the Evercaves on Dracolines and also one of the, well, just to do whatever, really, whatever they need to. But uh, having those Evercaves on Dracolines, being able to retreat and charge is huge, especially on their 12-inch movement. So they're not getting bogged down by something. They can just piss off and go and kill something that they need to. And there's a lot of faction terrain now as well. You know, if you think about uh, the armies that you're playing, there's probably a good 50% that are going to have it, whether it's OBR, whether it's... I mean, Deepkin normally put their terrain in your side of the board, but you'll have OBR and Seraphon have terrain. You've got Sylvaneth, poor old Sylvaneth, Beast of Chaos, uh, Glimpspite Gits. Like, the, the list just keeps continuing the more pot for Ogres. So being able to even just, like, do some damage, especially when someone's hugging uh a skaven narhole you know being able to do damage to three points of the board um yeah on top of the regular terrain piece so um i do like that yeah um yeah especially like if someone's got like arcane terrain or uh, commanding terrain that'll make them second guess taking that terrain <laughs> yeah, um, uh, they're, they're very handy uh the the heralders i really like them uh, they're just a good, nice utility piece to have and, yeah, just some I, cool rules. You can, you can get across the board with them in a turn if you need to or if you do something else that's fast enough. Another Stormcast hero that I've come to really appreciate is the the Venator, uh, the, the the alternative build to the Azeros and that little bow, okay. that star-faded arrow, um, just, you know, being able to once per... I mean, it, it's, a, it's a bit of like a, a lucky dip, you know. It's a once per game... You only shoot once, and but it can do up to D6 plus 3 damage um, to a model. So it can be quite brutal, but you are, it's, sometimes it goes yeah. off, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, it's not a bad little sort of pocket hero to have just to dish out some damage at range, for sure. So, so you got your six kitty cats, you got your 10 free guild guard, your five libs, your 40 free guild guard. Um, yes. Now, we know Kitty Cats are going to combine with our Lord Arcanum on Kitty Cat. Um, but are they there as damage dealers? Are they hammers or anvils? Like, where, where, where are they playing in the, on the table? So that unit of six is taking every single buff that this army can provide and kill as much stuff as they can before they eventually die. <laughs> that's that's the entire point of this army. It's a bit of a meme list. Uh, you know, you... I had them last night with 10 attacks each on the Dracolines, uh, doing D3 damage each. Twos re-rolling, ones, threes re-rolling, need one Ren D3 damage. It only rolled half the dice and they killed uh, eight, eight uh, Iron Guts in one go. So, yeah, <laughs> they're mental, uh, especially on the charge. And that's why the Heralders pair so well with them for is you're always guaranteeing that you're getting uh, that sort of the D3 damage on the charge with the courts uh, and they, they can also naturally re-roll their charge rolls so you're not spending a cp there mm. um yeah they're just a really solid unit and they're a wizard too and they can give themselves re-roll wounds which is awesome so you've got your five you got your five wounds they've got a four up save they've got 12 inch move they can re-roll the yep. charge uh as you've said you can stack a whole bunch of um 
uh, you can stack a whole bunch of buffs to these uh, evocators um, on the tracks. Out of curiosity, why? I mean, obviously, the I'm going to ask a potentially silly question. Yeah. Why? Why not take two units of three and have a bit more versatility on the table as opposed to uh, one unit of six? It's mm. a good question. Uh, there is one thing: is that they're not wizards when they're two models so if you kill one they're not a wizard anymore um yeah uh, i just like the six because you're not you're not having to split your buffs so you just put it all in one uh three isn't really scary uh, in my opinion just like that, that big unit of six on the board is always nice to see but yeah it's honestly it's it's personal opinion i prefer the six over the three because even though you're uh, generating a lot of cp you're still spending just as much as you're generating so yeah. if you have to split that up to two units, then your buffs sort of go out of whack and they're not as effective. While you're still putting punch in two different areas, it's, yeah. Yeah, you're splitting your force and um, you're going to require the double CP to... to look, there's, there's pros and cons, I guess. Um, you know, you're putting all your eggs in one basket, but that basket hits like a, like a freight train. Yes. Uh, so... I, I just like be very careful because all of a sudden, like when when I see this on the table, that's now priority number one is take down the kitty cats and you know ten free guild guard, forty free guild guard, five liberators. It's <laughs> not, not not it's not going to save the game. Uh, it's those kitty cats that are going to win it and they're going to do all the damage. Yeah, uh, look, I, I I made this list and actually I again ran it last night just to sort of more try it out than anything. And just to prove the concept, I suppose, and it does work. Uh, it works a lot better in a Stormkeep than what it does outside of, like, in, just in the regular Allegiance uh, by getting, you know, those 50 extra models on the board uh, of the Free Guild Guard just makes a huge difference. Uh, board presence, while you do only have the one unit, the buff still, it's, it, it, again, it's like a freight train. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's not the best army, but it'll definitely do lots and it'll uh, surprise a lot of people i think with just how much attacks and cp that you can sort of tune through and i guess the cycle of the storm as well being once per turn bringing back one model that was slain within 18 as well so uh those kitty cats are just going to stay alive um as long as possible yes they're only going to be on one wound but um they're not dead yeah the first one's got seven wounds essentially if you're looking like that, yeah, with a three up stone, so yeah, might be worth it. A spellcaster might be worth having like an emerald life swarm in there just to like heal up those kitty cats and just be super annoying. Yeah, well, uh, funny you mentioned that this list comes in at 1950, so there's a couple of options that you can do. Uh, you could do emerald life swarm, uh, you could do uh, just an extra command point, so you start with two base, <laughs> it's just yeah, just. Uh, go all in on that. Um, you can drop some stuff out, like uh, drop the 40 free guild guard for 30 long beards. Uh, if you want to, I think they're 240 for 30, and that gives you enough for cogs if you yeah. wanted to really uh, get them in there uh, quick. Um, if you play in the realms, you'd take this in Gur, and then you'd give them wild form. So now they're plus four to run and charge. Uh, they can run and charge and reroll their charge. So yeah, uh, there's lots of play play around with this army, and you can do 
at however you want, really. You could throw in a second Castle and drop a Herald if you wanted to, just make sure that one of your uh, Evocator Arcanums are you know, alive for a little bit longer. Yeah. I don't no, know. For, for, just a, for an army that is, isn't really consistent at much, there's still a lot going on, a lot of cogs that need to be turned, and it can really do the damage. Even yep. if you're not, even if you're not playing in the realms, I just wanted to look at the wording on. Uh, so the the in the cities of Sigmar, you've also got the uh, the battle mage, and you can make a battle mage from Gur, and yep. it will have wild form. So wild form uh, is casting value of five, and you can uh, pick one unit within twelve inches of the caster, and add plus two to the run and the charge roll for that unit. So there you go. Uh, drop out a heralder and. Him in they're 140 now, aren't they? He won 10, I think. Uh, currently, they're 110. They, so, they, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Be, they used to be, they, you can just that, do whatever, yeah. That's <laughs> just a guaranteed way to get a plus two to the the, the, the run and the charge. Yeah. If you play in a meta that doesn't play with the realms or you can't guarantee yourself a realms, that's uh, that's not a battle investment, and it's a one in four of your your cities into uh into stormcast and it doesn't need any buffs there that's just a, a, a five's very generous uh to yeah. cast very easy to do yeah just got to avoid like the nagashes and the techlesses and those super casters but five is statistically you'll pass it every time yep uh you've got yourself 10 free guild guard that's cheap battle line 40 free guild guard it's cheap battle line uh it has the massive regiments discount uh and it's just 40 wounds to big block of 40. Uh, is that is that all you is that the reason why you've taken a big block of guard and another unit of guard? It really pushes the uh, wounds up on this list. <laughs> so it's actually it's sitting at what 125. Yeah, which is quite high still for a stormcast army. Uh, but you, you look and 50 of those wounds are just free guild guard. <laughs> And they definitely yeah. want the sword and the shield because that does help make them a little bit more durable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you could swap the ten out for handgunners if you wanted to, you know. Uh, all the discussion that we had before on the last list uh, comes over this too. You can really mix and match it up however you really want to. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of conditional battle line in city. So uh, if you removed yourself the free guild guard from this list, you do have to find some battle line slots um and there's not a lot of from memory most of them are like if your general's a dwarf you know unlock this if you're you know if you're a dark elf you're a, you're a you know a whatever there's a whole bunch of like if you're a tempest eye but there is like i think definitely i think it's i think it's crossbowmen handgunners and guard or or just unconditional battle line so could be a good option they're quite cheap yep anything yep, else about List. Obviously, it's a CP generator. You're getting your four plus. You're getting a, a whole bunch from the, the the wardens of the Stormkeep. You've got your Aether Quartz brooch essentially through the Patricia's Helm. Anything else other than like throwing a sheer amount of CP? You know, making a super 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 smashy block of evocators on Dracolines. No, that's pretty much it. It's nice and simple, mate. <laughs> And you obviously got 2D McToots through the uh, the Night Harel doors. Yes. Yeah. Could you build this particular list in another, I guess, chamber? Could you could you make this anvils? Could you make this um, like any anyone like the you know the Astral Templars? Or is 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 the fact that this is a uh, a Tempest Lord it key to this because of the command traits and the artifact? 
yeah, that artifact makes this list, in my opinion. Uh, just being able to spam it uh, to give the Dracolines extra attacks is key. Uh, you could run this in any of the other ones for sure. Maybe not Hammers of Sigma. There's no real point there. But um, yeah, you, you could run this in any of the other hosts or host lists. You could run it with Staunch Defender if you wanted to. Um, you will have less damage output. You won't be able to nuke units that you want to uh, easily uh, with the Evocators. But, yeah, I just, I just like the Tempest Lords because you can get stupid numbers and just guarantee that, uh, like, them killing stuff. So Yeah, and, and you yeah, know, like for anyone who's watched what these, these shows in the past, uh, this is not showing you just the one and only list that you can build. It's just showing you some examples of how we take advantage of the Storm Keep and the uh, the, the new rules from from the Broken Robs Marathi, and put that into practice. And whether you want to build yourself a Hallowed Knight, a uh, Knight Excelsior, uh, Anvils of Heldenhammer. Uh, you know, you can take this theory and think, how do I bring one in four units, whether it's to bring in a cheap battle line so you can put more points into something like what we've done here with the more kitty cats. If we had liberators, we wouldn't have as many points or being able to get like a, a big block of 40. That could be a wonderful uh, screen. You might be playing in a, in a meta that has a lot of turn one charging iron jaws. So uh, that might be a nice thing to bring in. You know, you're struggling with wizards, so you want to bring yourself in a strong wizard um you might bring yourself in a phoenix and uh that's a nice little survivable hero that's going to charge up the board alongside your kitty cats or maybe your you know your dracolines or whatever it might be but i think cities has like 60 war scrolls and stormcast has about 60 war scrolls so you've got some nice little combinations just be mindful that cities doesn't combine in stormcast um with your keyword synergy so just keep that in mind and uh, one more thing about the Stormkeep rules is you can use any of the other battalions in a Stormkeep list. So if you wanted to take, I don't know, Grand Convocation or Cleansing Phalanx or any of the other ones, you know, you can do that. So, yeah, yeah it's something to keep in mind. And it doesn't go the other way. So you can't take no. your Broken Realms Marathi uh, battalions and bring them into your normal battle tome stormcast it doesn't work that way it specifically says stormkeep armies which is what this is yep that's right from your games and i know you know you mentioned um you have played this on on the channel uh you know you've had, had, had a bit of practice with this what have you learned about this particular build that um that maybe you, you were surprised about you know you you realized that you know a way that you used to build it and you used to play with it in in the battle tome you didn't have certain tools like how, how did you find not having the you know signs of the storm for example or uh is there any things that you thought you'd miss that you you didn't I, I guess what's the reflection point here so uh i wouldn't be running like 60 liberators in a in just a regular army there's just no point uh storm keep makes them worth playing with the plus one to hit and save uh so, yeah, wouldn't even consider it uh, tele teleporting them in with signs of the storm or anything. It's just no point. Uh, and then with the Evocator list, you could still run that outside of cities, uh, outside of the Stormkeep, sorry. But the Wardens of the Stormkeep Battalion is, it just sort of turns it up to 11, turns that concept yeah. up to 11 uh, and just gets you all those extra CP to start off with. So I don't know. I used to run something similar uh, just in the regular Stormcast army. But, yeah, as I was saying, this just cranks it up. 
Yeah, by having those extra CP, because you got the two plus from the general, so it, let's assume you're going to get that free one. Uh, if you have, what, five or six heroes like you had, I would imagine you would at least get one additional there, if not two on average. So you probably got yourself, what, one from the start of the game, one from the battalion, maybe two additional ones from the uh, the hero generator ones. You might get that four plus. Um, like, you, you might have turn one, five CP. Uh, six or more if you're lucky. I had six uh, start of, well, in my hero phase last night. So, so straight away, like, <laughs> like just opens up so many options for re-rolling charges, adding, you know, re-rolls to hit. In uh, you know, hey, if you run the list under points as well, you might get yourself a triumph as well. So, um, yeah. It's all, it's all crazy, isn't it? You get that re-roll saves on the, on the Evocators, mate. <laughs> They're not going anywhere, so. I think that's the big thing that I learned in my time playing Gits is, you know, when you have an arsenal of CP, the, the world just opens up, whether it's uh, you're playing in the realms and playing with a realm command ability, uh, having all these heroes and being able to use what you want when you want. You don't have to worry about being double turned because you've got uh, you've got CP to, to, to handle a double turn. Um, the world is brighter when you have a bank of CP. So uh, I like I like what you've done. Yeah, nothing's worse when you need that one CP to do something crucial, like pass a Battleshock test or you know, X, whatever, and you don't, you just don't have it. So, yeah, as you're saying, having more CP is better than having none. Let alone <laughs> going into a priority roll, and you're like, do I spend the CP, my last CP on this Battleshock, and risk rolling a six, or do I save it, and then I get double turn, I've only got one CP, or if I win it, like, just by, by having five, you're like, like... That's what I found with Gits. I'm like, I've got five CP. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, I'll just fucking I'll spend it, whatever. In yeah. fact, you have the next turn. I don't need it. You have it. I've got, <laughs> I've got CP out the wazoo. I'm just like, oh, you want to borrow a CP? Cool. Uh, pay me back later. Pay me back at the next tournament. Go buy me a beer. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> have, have a free CP. Anything else you've learnt by playing this build? I, I, I like the diversity. I like that we're seeing some of these old things back. Uh, I wonder if we'll see prosecutors come back. Uh, they they had their little time in the sun for a while. Um, I love seeing some of these older heroes like the Knight Hereldor, like the uh, the Castellant. I love seeing the the Lord uh, the, the Lord Celestin on Dracoline. Again, things that we haven't seen in such a long time. And uh, if you have joined Stormcast during Soul Wars, it's now an excuse to go out and buy the old models, and you can pick them up pretty cheap as well. Oh, for sure. Like those uh, Arcanums on Dracolines, they cost like 30 bucks. They're one of the easy to build kits. So they're nothing, you know. It, it's a, it's quite kind of a cheap army to get into Stormcast because you've got so many uh, options of uh, easy to build and just boxes. They're in, they're in the Soul Wars box. They're in, the, they're in the first box. You know, you can pick up a set of them, but bugger all. So. If you were lucky, like us Australians, and you got the Mortal Realms magazine, you have yeah, that's so it. many, so many. How's oh. <laughs> your Stormcast army going, Coach? I, I, well, I, funnily enough, about six months ago, 12 months ago, I actually got a 3,000 point Stormcast painted army for 160 bucks. Uh, I got it, I got it as a tournament buy buster for my GT, so I wanted to have an army that uh, I think is going to buy buster to play, but. I do have yeah. an OG Stormcast army right there, uh, and I yeah. could do it with George the Kane as well with the uh, the the Shadow Hatter Compact. Oh yeah, that's not a bad battalion either, is it? 
No, it's not bad actually. You know, snakes and and uh, and judicators, but that's the Daughters of Cain show, not the, the the Stormcast. I really like it. I really like what they've brought out. I think it's a different type of build. Uh, and the good thing is you can always take your army and run it under the old rules. You haven't lost anything. You've only gained flexibility. So, um, so so play it. If you don't like it, go back to how you always played it. Uh, it's some interesting ways to, and you can, hey, if you if you really like, you know, dropping from the sky, you can still bring in your um, your uh, what's it called, the Celestine Prime, like he still comes from the sky. Yep. Who can also go in that hero battalion? It's the only battalion you can go into. So that's get an yourself, option. <laughs> get yourself a, a, a unit of Shadow Warriors who um, who who could be your one in four cities and just come from the sky, come from the sides of the board. You don't need to synergize them at all. It just so many options. Have some fun. That's what I, I love this book so much because it's just given me so many options, uh, so many things to think about. I, I can go with those dumb ideas and sort of tweak it into something which can work on the table as well, which the the current Stormcast Bell Tomes just never allowed me to sort of run with my imagination. Yeah, I dig it. I want I want to see someone run a whole bunch of flagellants. Um, and like these big, big block of religious nutbags running up the board. They can they can also be battle line in a stormkeep stormcast army because yeah yeah uh, their battle line if uh, your general is a human and all the stormcasts have human keyword. Uh, I knew they were I knew yeah. they was human, but I, I didn't. I wasn't thinking that they were they were had the human keyword. Uh, cheeky. I'm fairly fairly certain they do. No, don't fairly at me, guys. If we're wrong, yeah. please don't at me. Uh, I said that that crossbowman, handgunners, and and um, and guard were your, your, your battle line. But Joel, if people want to see this in action, they can go see Measured Gaming on YouTube. Go check it out. I think I've got the link down below. Uh, you also have your podcast uh, with MC Dave uh, Bush Radios again. Uh, don't play it at work, or at least have air AirPods buds in, and uh, don't play it on the loudspeaker. But if people want to like talk to you and like list tech with you, you're a big beast of chaos player as well. Um, where can they find you, chat with you, uh, list tech with you? Yeah, look, Twitter's probably going to be the best. Uh, I, I try and reply to everything, uh, and the links down below. Well, <laughs> I think I'm, thinking I'm just at John McGrath underscore. So, yeah, yeah I mean, easy, but whatever. So your, your, your Twitter handle, he occasionally jumps back into my Discord every now and then. Now I've got his, his yeah, content. Yeah, uh, tag, tag me in that and I get summoned and I'll come and stay in there for five minutes. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Good to see you. Um, is there any, any shout-outs you want to make? I'm sure the Measured Boys have been waiting for a bit of love from you. So, uh, Yeah, no, I can't wait to see what's going on in the group chat after I'm done. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, look, no shout outs. Um, thanks again, coach, for having me on, mate. It's always good to come on and uh, talk some turkey. So, yeah, I and think think, uh, my behavior was uh, good enough. Nah, <laughs> you you were, have me back on again. You were great. Uh, you were my most complained about video I've ever had in three years that Beast of Chaos yeah. video for the first time with hot garbage audio. I think people are still whinging about, but your audio is 10 out of 10. So, yeah. well, uh, we did do that in the Bok episode, so that should have been better. Uh, hopefully this one's all right too. So We're new good. phone uh, should be should be pretty good. New year, new Joel. Uh, yeah. Joel, thank you for your time. <laughs> I learnt a lot. I had a lot of fun. I'm excited about the Stormcast. I'm scared about those flying dudes coming in my face within nine. Um, 
it's going to be nasty. But more importantly, we're going to see our libs back on the table, and that's that's actually yeah. not a bad thing. Um, I yeah. do like seeing diversity. I do like seeing people bring different builds. I don't like everyone playing shoot cast. So uh, explore the book, play with your castigators, your judicators, bring in some of your redeemers, your paladins, bring in your kitty cats, you know, play around and bring something different to the table. I think that's what excites me. Mm. Yeah, very good. All right, and I'm going to call this out. Sorry, Warsaw, and we're literally ending here. So uh, that was a, a great, wonderful 90-minute chat about Stormcast. Guys, thanks for your time. Let's wrap this up. Uh, Joel, thanks again, uh, and I'll see you, like, in a month's time. Yeah, sounds good, mate. Bring on VGT. Uh, bring on my Gargans. We're going to start stomping, stomping the, <laughs> the stomping. You can do it. <laughs> I'll try. All right, see you guys. I hope you gotcha. found that discussion valuable. If you did, give the video the old thumbs up. And if you have a comment or an insight, leave it in the comment section below. The champions over here are my AOS Coach Patreons and YouTube members. So you guys are bloody legends. Thank you for all the support. If you want to know more about the support programs, the links are below down here in the episode description, along with the link to the Discord server, so we can continue this conversation. Until next time, don't forget to name your characters and have a good one.